Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to 20 Questions on Deadline. I'm Antonia Blythe, Senior Awards Editor. My guest this week is Sean Clifford. After breaking out in TV with the UK show Fleabag and winning a BAFTA, Clifford starred in the film Quiz opposite Matthew McFadden and in Life After Life, the British series adaptation of Kate Atkinson's novel. Then we saw her with Saoirse Ronan in the film See How They Run. And now Clifford is voicing the part of Gloria in the animated Netflix film The Magician's Elephant, and she stars in Unstable, a new Netflix series led by Rob Lowe, about an eccentric biotech entrepreneur gone off the rails. Clifford plays his long-suffering, deeply codependent CFO. Unstable will be on Netflix on March 30th. Sean Clifford, welcome to 20 Questions on Deadline. Tell me about coming on board this. (laughs) Are you unstable? Um, Because your character, honestly, she's so... She's the most codependent but also (laughs) brilliantly efficient it's such a classic character and I really really enjoy her so tell me tell me how you came across the part and and how you got involved um I was filming in Bulgaria as you do Mm. and uh I woke up to an email saying um would you like to get on a zoom with Rob Lowe uh, in a couple of days' time. Did your um, teenage self ever have any interest in Rob Lowe? Yeah, I mean, that my that, that crops did. up in one of your questions, let me tell you. Ooh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, I'm... He's... He's slightly older than... I think I got... He's like Austin Powers' time for me, is when he was around for me. Yeah. But he was definitely someone who I knew about and Parks and Rec is a huge, huge part of my comedy world and I watch it religiously and I'd actually just rewatched it back to back about two months before this happened. Good timing. So it was okay. it was a little bit freaky. And um and yeah, and they just they I think they sent me the pilot episode, which I loved. And um I would I thought that the character read British. And they were totally. like, yes, we'd love you to do that. And and so I had to do a chemistry read with Rob. And uh, yeah, and that that seemingly went well. And they they said yes. So um, yeah, it was, it all happened very, very quickly. It all happened in about a week and really came out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, very surreal. And I'm still sort of not over the fact that I've worked with him. And uh, yeah, it was really weird. And his son as well, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a, it's a nice little thing that they have going on where it's a father son in in the show and in in real life. And what was that like having that dynamic? It was fascinating. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) I loved it. Your inner uh, psychoanalysis was just going off. I mean, you. I really. I got to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. I. You know. There were days when I was like, oh, I get to. I get to witness this, which is what the, uh, you know, it's it's a real premise of the show because John trolls Rob online for yes. anyone that doesn't know. And that's sort of what sparked a conversation about, you know, whether there was um, a show in that. And that's where it all came from. That's when they developed an idea from. And yeah, so it's it's brilliant. Like their chemistry in the show is absolutely amazing. And... I think because they're so free with each other, 
in real life that they could sort of go yeah, nuts with the show and it's just yeah it's hilarious so but John I adore and um I did a chemistry read with him as well and we just hit it off immediately and um yeah all my scenes with him I just loved I look forward to so much he's just he's so grounded and so lovely and so humble I think he sort of can't believe that this is all happening he's so excited so I'm really excited for him because he's he's really got it I think he's fantastic mm. and fantastic in the show so yeah, I'm really excited really for him good. I'm just curious have you read Rob Lowe's memoirs no they're so good oh my god I did not know that it existed it's so good and you can get the audiobook and he reads it too which is even better I mean I might just ask him to read them <laughs> to me <laughs> leave you a really long voicemail yeah <laughs> Once a week, Rob, could you send me a chapter? Yeah, it's so good. His writing is so good. And he talks about coming up in L.A. in the 80s and yeah. living in Malibu and this kind of really strange hybrid world of country Malibu and, and celebrities. And it's wow. really interesting. Yeah, no, I I will definitely check that out. I think I really wanted to connect to him as a human being as much as possible in the show because I was already going in with my eyes popping out of my skull onto that set <laughs> when I walked on there. So I was just, yeah. um, I think, because I was listening to his podcast as well. I'd been listening oh, yeah. to that. So I had to stop doing that whilst I was working with him because it just became too weird. You're a bit like, ooh. <laughs> well, one of my questions, as we'll get to, was going to be, um, have you ever been starstruck? But I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, that. I had a huge, like, out of body experience is what I can only describe it as. My first few scenes filming with him, there was almost like a cognitive dissonance. And I ha I don't really get starstruck, I think because generally it's more of a, a, a slow burn or a slower burn than people think it is. Like when you're meeting people, certainly when you meet people as your peers and definitely there were some crazy moments um, for Phoebe Waller-Bridge and I when we were like, going through our whole thing when over in LA. When you trapped Olivia Colman in a lift, <laughs> which is one of my favourite stories. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, with Rob, I think, um, yeah, because I'm such a huge fan of his work, that was, it was really arresting and I really, really struggled the first few scenes that I had to film with him and I just could not get my lines out because I couldn't, <laughs> I really I properly froze and... Uh, and he was doing his best to help me relax, but I was just like, he's like, is there anything I can do? I was like, no, there's 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 nothing you can do, actually. And it is, it was almost just like I couldn't believe that he was in front of me as a as a real person. Um yeah. I really relate to that, that when you talk about cognitive dissonance, because sometimes doing this job, you know, I'll have this, <laughs> you know, like I was saying, I was sitting there. Gary Oldman next yeah, to me yeah, on the yeah. sofa and I was a bit like oh my god but then you just can't you just kind of switch off and you yeah. go into this other planet going to work mode you're in work yeah yeah it's like a different part of the brain yeah yeah it's yeah really odd. but you're into meditation aren't you I am yeah so don't you find that helpful when you're sort of having a, a moment can you go and kind of decompress and focus with meditation um or is that not something that you would do at work it's something actually I do all the time. Like I'm, I'm a real advocate for it. Not you not needing to go and sit down in a quiet space for 20 minutes, because mm. I think that's what alienates a lot of people from the practice. Cause they don't think that they have the time Good to do point. that. Yeah. So my whole thing is actually grab those little moments, like when you're waiting in line or when your friend is late or, um, you know, just when you're washing your hands, anything where you just take a moment to really just check in with how you're feeling. Um, I think on a set, trying to think what the thing is that I do, I usually just uh, do a really strong exhale is, is my number one <laughs> tool because, you know, it's very fast paced. You've got to get on with it. Um, yeah, your, your lead actress having a bit of stage fright or <laughs> being starstruck is not... Um, they don't really uh, take breaks for that. But every, I mean, it was all it was all in like good fun. Like we were all having a good laugh about it. Yeah. Um, but I sort of didn't realize what was happening until the next day. Because I right. um, and and I was talking to our wonderful director, Mark, and he was like, oh, you know, was everything OK yesterday? And I said, 
yeah, I think I was just a bit overwhelmed <laughs> staring yeah. into Rob Lowe's eyes. So, yeah. <laughs> Were you shooting it here in LA? Yeah, yeah we oh. did in a, in a studio, um, which was so fun because I've always wanted to have that experience or not always wanted to but mm. I guess I haven't really had a, a full understanding of what that would be until I was there and in it but I you know I was a huge fan of friends growing up but like it's there is something really lovely about having a location that essentially you show up to every single day yeah. that becomes your home and because they'd built this incredible set for us to poodle around in um it, yeah, it just, it, it becomes your workplace as it is theirs in the show. So yeah, yeah I have my it's kind office. It's nice when you're an actor because you don't have that experience yeah. of, of a place and a regular Yeah, that community. steadiness, exactly. Yeah. So that was really, really nice. And we weren't always there. You know, we did go on location and that was also amazing to just be in LA and just go, yeah, I was gonna oh, okay, ask, this has happened. As a Brit abroad question, um, I've been here a really long time, yeah. but... What do you think of LA? What's the experience like for you? I've had a real sort of love-hate relationship with LA. Like I think I've seen all of its ugliness and all of its beauty. And mm. so now it doesn't hold any kind of illusions for me. And I think that's really important in a city like this because I think it can promise you so much and and not always deliver. I think to sort of survive but also thrive in this city you need to be in a more neutral space and um yeah and I'm really lucky to have like ex seen all sides of it um and been at a splashy award ceremony but also been here and nothing's been happening and that was really difficult too um was that before or after Fleabag it was it was after Fleabag one but not but before Fleabag right. two um right. and yeah, and I came and did a pilot season, which was sort of mad because I didn't really know what that meant mm. um, and threw myself in uh, to the lion's den. and didn't. You have some really weird audition stories from that. I just had, yeah, it was just, it was a really, really weird time because I didn't, I didn't really understand what I was getting myself in for. And then, um, yeah, so that was really hard. And then I got home and I got a theatre job and it mm -hmm. really just brought me straight back to earth and it was the best thing that could have happened. I actually ended up paying an American in that job though, ironically. Oh, the irony. But yeah. um, it was, yeah, I it, I really value that I had that time. And so now my rule with LA is that I only come here if um, someone else pays for my ticket. I think that's a good rule because <laughs> then you don't have that horrible feeling of like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, is there, is yeah. there something here for me? And I think... Yeah if you come here knowing that there's there's something that you can do. And so that was just really, really satisfying that moment. Just there mm. was one of my um, <clears throat> first days on set. In fact, I think my first day actually filming, we were on location and it was a night shoot. And so I just had that like LA skyline and it was mm. just, yeah, I really got that feeling of like, it felt really good and I yeah. was, yeah, I felt really happy. So <clears throat> part of the thing I'm curious about with your career trajectory, obviously you started in theatre and went to RADA, Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. For those that don't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, that you had this big breakout in your, I guess, early to mid-30s. And do you think that it served you to sort of experience that as an adult? like as an adult, elder, not early 20s. I think it can be quite overwhelming. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that you still get fans shouting Claire's lines at you from Fleabag, like, I look like a pencil and well, actually, all those classics. Um, Fleabag fans are the sweetest, um, most like gentle little creatures. <laughs> like they, they really sort of you know, they, they pad up to you and they're very polite. Um, so I haven't really had any like people hollering, I have oh. to say. It is much more like, oh, thank very you British. so much. And I saw that at just the right moment in my life. And um, yeah, so they're they're just like the loveliest people. Um, but yeah, it is still the thing that um, I'm, I guess I'm most known for and I'm, I'm very happy with that you know it's a huge yeah. part of my life and part of my heart and that I made with my friend you know so it's the best but um, 
yeah I can't remember what your question was now. oh well it was <laughs> the it was the getting that level of notoriety in public oh, being right. a household yes. name rather than just acting in your field and doing jobs and and a, a it's slightly a older yeah yeah and I I feel like the people I talk to that that happens to when they're really young it can be really hard yeah I can't uh I really, I really feel, especially, you know, in a social media landscape for um, younger actors who are, are having those moments um, because it's just so, it's very, very destabilizing actually. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful that it happened later on in my career and also after I'd experienced a lot of hardship in my career. So I, you I, were like, whatever, this is just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I was never going to take it for granted. And mm. we were able to like, just really enjoy the process, particularly with Freebug 2, which was just, you know, we would never yeah. have expected that kind of response. And so we were able to just have a really good time actually, and really, really lap it up. Whereas I think if that happened when you were younger, I think that sets a bit of a precedent in your career and that makes things going forward very, very difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. As well as just the, um, you know, the exposure thing, which is, it's difficult to articulate, I find, um, unless you've been through it yourself. Mm. Um, I talked to Kerry Condon for the podcast oh, recently. Isn't she brilliant? I'm just absolutely lovely. obsessed. We were actually talking about um, Banshees on the way here. Yeah, yeah she's so yeah. brilliant. And she said her best advice to all actors is keep your overheads low. And what she meant was not, you know, have a dull, small existence, but it's about humility and, you know, not letting the, the big job go to your head because you have to plan and you have to know that it's not forever. And I think that's hard when you're really, really, yeah, really young starting out. Yeah. Because you just think, oh, I'll get this car and that house. And that's and then it. It's like scary when it doesn't keep the same, you know, the trajectory. Exactly. So I think, yeah. And it's not to say that you shouldn't dream big, but I think, yeah, having your feet on the ground. But then I've worked with, you know, Thomas and Mackenzie. Mm. Life who, after life. Oh my God. I just yeah. adore that girl. And I think she's just the most extraordinary I've actress. I've her and she is just, yeah, she's she's so aware. Yeah. And she and really grounded. is. I, I sort of can't believe that she has already had the career that she's had, but yeah. also, you know, how it, it just hasn't affected her at all but I also know her family and right, they she's are very close to her family and yeah. she lives still in New Zealand right yeah so I think I'm trying to helps. get her over to London but um oh, yeah. and hopefully that will happen this year but Brilliant. yeah I, I I think I think it really does depend on who your sort of foundation are and who's I think there's a lot to be said for that um mm. but certainly yeah she's a she's a really extraordinary example of someone that's seems to be managing it all or seemingly taking it in her yeah, stride you know it hasn't turned her head um what's up next for you before we get into the 20 questions um I don't know if I'm allowed to say uh, <laughs> damn see that, that happens I'm always like well maybe one day I know it's the most me. but you know what it's that is only getting worse and worse mm -hmm. like the NDAs I have to say on 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 anything on I get that Whether answer from everyone. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Literally everyone goes. It's really um, boring. But um, <laughs> I always give yeah. it a shot, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know. It. Someone you might just let it slip. So twenty questions. Okay. So yeah. I know we did a little bit of uh, looking ahead at them. Yeah. So first question: What is your favorite thing about your current project? So this is about unstable, right? Unless yeah. you want to reveal no. anything <laughs> about the thing you signed an NDA for. <laughs> from that no <laughs> um my favorite thing about unstable is um oh, there's too many things I think I'm going to say my cast mm. I know that's that's a bit of a lame response from an actor isn't it but no I think it's nice I think one of my favorite things about being an actor is that community and uh getting to hang out with them all day and do crosswords um and do crosswords. scenes. Oh, yeah. Are you all crossword geeks? Would you know what? So Alison Becker, another mm -hmm. Parks and Rec fave. And when Rob told me that she was going to be in our show, 
I lost my mind <laughs> and uh and she actually got me into crosswords so really? um okay. yeah we cryptic or not no I know right no my mum and dad are obsessed with cryptic crosswords and I'm like you people are crazy I think I you have know. to You're go to weird. a special school to learn how to do those because there's an episode of inside number nine actually where they break it down and I need to rewatch it because they explain it so brilliantly about how cryptic crosswords work. And I'm, I'm sure, well, basically you watch the episode and anyone who watches the episode thinks that they can then go and do a cryptic crossword, but I'm sure I'd fail. But I've got to tell you, my mum has been explaining it since I was about 12 <laughs> and I'm still lost. You so. didn't get the gene? No, no. Yeah. She's just too clever. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? I think it's, no, it's just a particular, you've got. Other strengths, I'm sure. Well, we hope. <laughs> anyway, um, what was the moment you realised you wanted to do this job? Um, being an actor, mm. yeah. Um, when I was six, I um, I was go went to the like the local amateur dramatics club that my sister was a part of, and they did the Wizard of Oz, and I played a Munchkin. Uh, rite of passage um shout out to the munchkins yes. and uh and then I got completely spooked and it was too much for me and so um the following year I didn't go back but my sister did and I went to see her in the performance and they were doing the little mermaid and I had this feeling of knowing that I've only been able to identify as an adult but I was watching the show and I knew inside me that I was meant to be on the stage and not in the audience. And, Interesting. And, and that was the moment for me. That's a funny thing. I hear that, you know, occasionally from people where they'll say, oh, you know, and it's that sort of strange um, place between a knowing and a manifestation. You know, mm -hmm. that's a very sort of grey area, but how you'll know prophecy. something and you're... Yeah. Is it the knowing of it that that makes, and when I say knowing, that's in inverted commas, yeah. because is it a knowing or are you just feeling really connected to a possible version of yeah, yourself? It's a good question. Do you make it happen yeah, or do does it you, happen to you? Maybe it's both. I don't know. Does fate yeah, exist, Are you compelled? Sean? I don't know. I don't know. But is there I, a multiverse? Let's discuss. Oh, I think Definitely. <laughs> Definitely into a multiverse. Yeah, me too. Although my head gets a bit spinning when I oh, think yeah, about it. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, don't think about it too hard, but yeah. um, just visit it in your dreams. Yeah. Um, so yes, I. I mean, it definitely. I then went back to and I rejoined the Amdram community, and um, and then I was like, I basically joined every single one that was in my local area. And I was part of like five at the at the height of it all. And I had to pull out of, I was, you know, I, I was, I was too young then to like sort of play the leads, but I did, I did play Maria in The Sound of Music when I was 12. Really? Complete with all the singing? Complete with all the singing. Yes. And actually it's my, I have to give credit to my <clears throat> friend's mum, Sue Bowman, shout out to Sue Bowman, who... I heard her say to the woman who ran the amateur dramatic club that I could sing, and that wasn't something. Did you know I was, you could? No, sing? I had no I had no concept of what that meant. Um, I was probably ten when that happened, or younger, and that sort of changed things for me, like inside of me. And I was like, oh. I have I have a skill apparently, mm. um, and because she said that to the woman who ran the club, she started to give me bigger parts, and then yeah, and then I played Maria, lol, age twelve, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, never I back never that. looked back. Although I did pull out from playing Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz because. Um, at that time, I was a part of so many amateur dramatic groups and I was doing my exams and it just, it was too much. And I just, I so said no. So you never no. got to click never. the heels and say no place like home? No, I know. Childhood dream dashed. Yeah. Mm. But it was my decision. And I'm actually, what I do love about that is that to come full circle, 
at this stage of my life, and we were talking about this earlier, I'm so conscious of, um, well, just taking care of my well-being, and mm. uh, we live in such a fast-paced world, and I am just finding ways to like slow down and to create much more space in my life. And I love that as a 16 year old, I had the, um, that I even thought to myself to do that because I knew it was yeah. too much. So um, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, glad that, that little me did that, but um, yeah, didn't get to play Dorothy sadly. So when you talk about creating space in your life, you started that uh, still space. Yes. Yeah. Which, tell us about still space. So still space I started mm. in at the end of 2015. Um, and it was going to be sort of teaching meditation classes in London and uh, was was the plan. And I did do that for a bit. But then that was also like the same year that Fleabag happened. Mm. And so that just got put on the back burner. Yeah. Um, but it's been something that I've wanted to get back to. And I recently started a Substack, which mm. is much more popular, I think, in the States as a as a platform and a concept than it is. It's still sort of making its way over to the UK. But it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's uh, basically a, a platform for writers. Yeah. And it's and absolutely you can amazing. it if you want to or you yeah. can give it away or whatever you want. Right? Yeah. And so I it feels right that still space kind of lives on that platform. So that's what I've started doing. Although it's, I've, I've given myself complete free reign and I'm ending up more just sort of writing about my experiences and where I'm at week to week. And, I'm going to look um, you up on oh there. Oh gosh, yes. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. And it's really, it's writing has been like sort of a secret part of my life, but also something that I've, avoided showing up to in my life for a, a really long time and mm. I've used acting as an excuse but you know I wrote stories and poems and uh, all sorts of things from for as long as I can remember and so this really feels like some sort of magical discovery and something that is amazing and I really want to invest a lot more time in. So can so, we just look you up on Substack? Yeah you can seanclifford.substack.com Great, That's I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And I hope you write yourself an amazing film, oh. please. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Have you thought about doing that? Well, um, I sort of rely on Phoebe Waller-Bridge to write amazing wow. uh, parts for me. Um, but I... Um, that's a terrible thing to say. Sorry, Phoebe. Um, although we are working on something. Nice. Are you? <laughs> yes, yes. Which you're are. not going to tell me about, I'm are not going to tell you a thing about. It. Um, I mean, we've been working on it for a long time, um, but it will happen. Is and it a film or TV series? I can't tell you a thing about it. I tried. Um, um, and I, I mean, honestly, if I had the license to, I would scream about it from the rooftops because it's the thing I am most excited about in all the world um, is just getting to work with her again because mm. um, it's just something really magical happens when we like put our creative minds oh, together absolutely and that comes um, across oh that's there's just such a thing between you yeah two. it's really weird actually yeah. <laughs> like we can't explain it and even just when we hang out together um there's just just amazing stuff happens in our lives so that's such an energetic um, thing isn't it when yeah. you just with certain people you know just life becomes way more interesting when the two of you it's like a strange yeah, thing. Yeah, hundred percent. So, but yeah, I definitely I am interested in in um, writing a screenplay. I don't know that I would be in it, but um, yeah, that definitely definitely appeals to me. Let's see. Um, okay, what about the posters you had on your bedroom wall as a kid? Well, this is big confession time, but right. one of them was Rob Lowe. <laughs> Shirtless or wearing clothes? Oh, it was just a headshot, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll err on the side of caution. And I, I, it was mo it was mostly new kids on the block. Oh, yeah, big time. That's so sweet. Big time. Christian Slater. Oh yeah, that was one of my cognitive dis cognitive dissonant moments. Oh my god, did you meet him? Him and Joshua Jackson on the same stage, and I was like, bloody hell, it's Christian Slater and Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, wow. And but then you carry on like nothing's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Could do your job. Life is. Weird. <laughs> anyway. Life is so odd. <laughs> um, so, 
Yeah, but Rob was there. And I think that's what was um, the most unusual part of um, having to work with him. Because that's a very particular kind of yeah, he was thing to get over. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Did you tell him? I haven't told him we'll, yet. We'll just send him this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think he will find it hilarious. I know I'm he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. No, I've been sort of waiting to drop that as a bomb, maybe during an interview where he sat next to me. Oh, see yeah, what he do does. That. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to watch out for that. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Um, what was the first film you ever saw in the cinema? So I was trying to remember this, and I don't. I'm. There must have been films before this, but the the film that made the biggest impact that I remember seeing in the cinema was Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that film. Yeah, it's an amazing film, and it absolutely stands up even now yeah. I just think it is such an incredible um movie it's got it all yeah amazing yeah. cast yeah the timing the pacing the soundtrack everything yeah everything that it's discussing in terms mm. of like whether we should be yeah you know cloning things or fiddling with nature in that way I just think it raises so many questions I think it's honestly an incredible modern fable I love it so that's the one that I remember seeing what about a tv or film character you wanted to be um I'm gonna say Mary Poppins you wanted to be Mary Poppins because I like um things tidy (laughs) and you would like a carpet bag that produces anything a grandfather clock Yes. Umbrellas. Exactly. It's I mean, just who wouldn't? her efficiency and her ability to um, tidy so, um, I don't know, magically, I guess. I just, yeah, yeah, I just wish that that was me. That's fair. <laughs> I would love to snap my fingers and... Yeah, yes. everything just... like. And I rewatched it recently, actually, because I love it so much, that film. And I was like, how... I I actually couldn't work out how they did some of those things. And they must have done them practically because of when it was made. And like I things just, being on strings and... Yeah, I and I know. think they probably did it backwards. Oh, yeah. Um, but I still was like, well, that's amazing. I can't I can't see the strings. So, well done, Disney. Pre-VFX. I know. I miss the yeah. pre-VFX days. <laughs> Analog. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are your desert island films or TV shows? Okay. I can tell you've thought about this. I've definitely thought about this. It's one of those things that you discuss with friends, isn't it? So yeah. you sort of have, um, a couple of them are, are new ones or newish. Um, so my favorite film of the last year is an Iranian film called Hit the Road which oh. you have to go and watch. Okay. Um, it's by Pana Panahi. He directed it and wrote it. And his father is Jafar Panahi, who's quite a well-known Iranian mm-hmm. filmmaker. It is, it's like a poem. It's just the most beautiful, most beautiful film. The best child performance you will ever see in your life. And uh, the most like naturalistic um, performance from a, like the most believable family Um yeah, on this road trip, you don't know where they're going or why. And it's absolutely it's 90 minutes of magic from the Brilliant. first 30 seconds. And I was watching it um, on my BAFTA screeners. Mm-hmm. And I, it was the second film that I watched. And I watched 102 films <laughs> oh um, because I set my mind to it this year or last year. That's very impressive. But literally this movie... I mean, I say that I struck gold oil and lightning when I watched this film, but within 30 seconds, I just leaned back into my sofa and I relaxed because I was like, I'm watching a masterpiece. I can, I just knew immediately. That so rarely happens. Oh my God. It's such a joy. Mm. Um, so I really recommend people seek that out. And I've watched it again um, since and it absolutely, I didn't imagine it. It's wonderful. And then my, f- another one is from last year, which was the worst person in the world. I found that so hard oh to watch. Oh my God, it is. Not because it wasn't good, but because it yeah. was just so it's brutal. It's so painful. Oof. It's unbearable. You'd the take pain that to is... a desert island. Yeah. Oh God. Because I <laughs> love things that like rip apart my humanity. 
You're a braver just, woman than I am. I just honestly. think it is, from my understanding, my experience of watching that is what some people experience watching Fleabag, which I didn't get to have that because I was in Fleabag. I didn't get to see it without knowing it. I think season one, I felt more like that. Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, she's destroying herself really yes. aggressively. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. One. But it was just in terms of that, the way that it spoke to my womanhood mm. um, was, I have never, ever seen a film like that in my life. And I just thought, yeah, just... Fair enough. And just I mean, it the is performances, brilliant. anything with great acting, I could watch over and over and over and over. Um, what else is on there? Jurassic Park is definitely on there. Yeah. Um, such a treasured memory. Um, what else? Carol is on there. Love that film. Love that film. Every Christmas I watch. That's my Christmas movie. That's your Christmas movie? I love that film so much. <laughs> Do you mean because it's heartbreaking? Yeah, it's not exactly... Happy um, ending though. Well, it's not It's not sort of, you know, cosy Christmas fair, is it? Oh. But yeah, I, I can see that you're not um, going for the old generic no. choices here. So. no. And what else did I have on there? I think I wrote five down. I'm a huge animation fan. So I think I'd put um, How's Moving Castle, mm -hmm. maybe. Do you know that one? Mm -mm. Studio Ghibli. Love, 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 love. Um, what else did I have? Oh, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. <gasps> of course. Another heartbreaker, actually, isn't it? Oh, that soundtrack, though. Yeah, God. absolute. I just, I love that film. And I think when, I think Shakespeare is so timeless, but deserves to be brought to modern audiences in, like, unique and fresh ways. And I have never seen it done I mean, better. I, I, I just don't think you can top that. It captures the spirit and the danger of that play in I think it's it was just... it was born to be that film Amazing. more than any stage production no offense to anyone but it's just the production design every aspect of that movie I mean that I had a poster of that movie on my wall like oh, I should tell you it. that Baz Luhrmann sat in that very chair not so oh, long ago when he came here <laughs> snuggle into it you bit. can take the chair home oh with thanks you, so much yeah <laughs> But that's, yeah, 100% that movie. No, it's so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yes. I could watch that again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah, I was trying to think of a good answer for this. Um, I don't know that I've had very weird jobs. I've had very dull jobs, like data entry. Mm. Um, that's probably one of the weirdest ones in terms of just what are humans doing that yes. you have to sit and enter numbers I mean it is literally something out of severance it is um, it really is just absolute insanity um and and was also very soul destroying so that's probably I've definitely done that and yeah. I remember checking my hotmail account in, oh yeah in an unguarded moment and my supervisor sprinting <gasps> across the office and going I just caught you looking at your email that's, that is the kind of environment that's horrible yeah how rude I wonder where he is now yeah mm. Maybe still there. Well, the horror. Yeah. Um, dream dinner companion, living or dead? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, yeah. No argument with no. that. God, no. Um, what's the toughest scene you've ever had to play? Uh, life after life. Mm. Um, a series of scenes where I had to give birth five yeah. times yeah. Uh, rather than the usual one, even though it was the birth of the same child, but it was in five different lives or iterations of her life. Yeah. And it took two days to film those scenes. You did them all back to back? Yeah. And, uh, it well, was, I guess that's... that makes sense because it's supposed to be a repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it was, intense. well, we did, but even that whole week of filming, we did every single scene that was in the bedroom because of course you know that was oh and and it was it was it was the birth death and sex week is what we referred to it as <laughs> and it was only our second week on set and I just I had to 
I had to go to a different place to get through that week because it was so intense and um yeah so much birth so much death that is a, a little lot. bit of sex but yeah it was that just a huge amount relentless relentless so that was the hardest thing and also just I've not given birth so I I I wanted to perform those scenes in a way that felt authentic and and I spoke to lots of friends and they actually all just said your body will know what to do really even yeah. though you, you were like oh, I haven't done this yeah your body just does it. and I did just go into a very strange kind of state and just wow. yeah so and it That's was an extraordinary thing to go through actually because I had to completely just let go and uh, yeah. it's definitely like the bravest thing I've done as an actor for sure so. yeah um, that's another Kerry Condon gem where she was like, um, she got it from Nick Nolte, I think. Yeah. Got it from Marlon Brando, I uh, believe. Yeah. I'll, that you I'll have, take this, you're, thanks. <laughs> your number one thing is just make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Never have the fear of being made yeah. to look stupid. Yeah, that's, yeah, what a that's great, bottom great, line. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's what you mean, right? That ultimate vulnerability where you're not, your ego's just left the building. Yeah, you're not in any way self-conscious and you're not looking in on yourself or what you're, yeah, mm. you're doing. Yeah, that sounds so hard. Mm. Um, the most fun you've ever had on a set? So, another Netflix show actually that came out couple of weeks ago called a whole lifetime with jamie demetrio now jamie demetrio um is he plays the bus rodent in fleabag that's his official name um godmother refers to him as Toothman, and Toothman. Tooth and jamie who is this extraordinary comedian and has had enormous success with Stafflet's flats he created this one hour sketch comedy special and I got to be in it. And I they are two of the most fun days I have ever had in my life, let alone on a set. Why? I, what, what was... I was I laughed from like six AM till whenever we wrapped. I mean, it was just the silliest, um, most liberating day actually, because mm. I got to just look horrendous and just <laughs> go into this like really incredible comedic space that I haven't been uh, able to explore really since maybe even before drama school and it really, really um, reawoke something in me it was an incredible incredible day but we just Aww. I mean it's just so silly and our sketch is basically a parody of Love Island and it's called Kiss Villa and it's just got amazing cast in it and we just yeah it was the, I can't it's believe just I haven't absolutely seen it. it's I so stupid that I haven't seen this it sounds genius. well yeah it came out on Netflix a couple of weeks ago it's honestly I just it's it's very very avant-garde is what I would say it's very obscure comedy so it's not for everyone but if you if you like Jamie's stuff it is I mean, I think it's brilliant to me. I just, I've watched it six times. <laughs> Not my sketch, the whole the, the whole thing. thing. And it's so strange, like in just the best way. It's just, yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Love it. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, don't suffer. Hmm, okay. Yeah. What does that mean? I think, um, I think I took everything a look bit too seriously when I was younger or took everything a bit personally or and now I just think um yeah I needlessly suffered over things that you know well I think you get to a certain point if I speak for myself I get to a point where you realize that no one cares what you're doing no one cares no what one. you're doing they're not watching you no. they don't care yeah no one's paying attention might yeah. as well do whatever you want yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I think true so. though, right? Yeah, and nothing's yeah. ever about you either. Yeah. Everybody's just projecting their stuff. Like it's never a comment on who you are. There's also my favourite bit of advice I've ever been given was by a director at drama school actually, that this enormous cartoon of a man called Jeff Bullen. And he said to me, oh, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, product? oh yeah. He says, if you've got a slice of buttered toast, eat the fucker. <laughs> and I just love it because it is like, 
you know, seize your opportunities. Yeah. And uh, that's brilliant. And I think that's, yeah, that's what I wasn't doing. I was like, oh, you know, I was mm. pained and, you know, angsty. And actually, uh, life is meant for living, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Has there been a time you were starstruck? I think we think we covered, of covered that. that. Yeah. And your proudest working achievement so far? It's somewhere between Fleabag and Life After Life mm. for very different reasons. I think, um, you know, I owe Fleabag everything or I owe Phoebe everything for fighting to for me to have that opportunity. Um, but Life After Life was such a joy to work on. It was the happiest three months of my life as an actor mm. and just was a really transformative um, process to go through and a project to work on. Um, so, and I feel very, very, very proud of that show and it just didn't reach a particularly wide audience for various reasons. Yeah. I mean, sometimes these things just don't land and the market is so oversaturated at the moment, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to say life after life. Ah, yeah. okay. Um, what job do you think you'd be doing if you weren't acting? I think I'd be a librarian. Really? Yeah. Oh, this goes back to Mary Poppins and the cleanliness, doesn't it? Well, it's the also, organizing. but it's the writing and the books. Like, I, I'd like to live in a library. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about that in my Substack, actually. Really? Uh, a piece called Take Me to Church, which is all about the libraries to me are a sacred space mm. and um I the feeling I get when I'm in a bookshop or in a library is just the most sort of humbling feeling of peace to be surrounded by yeah. all those words and knowledge and I yeah I think I think I'd be a librarian I get that and also because I'm fastidious and tidy and organized, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only reason I said that is because my boss, when I first moved to, came to Deadline, actually went on to, or she had trained as a librarian. And she really? used to talk about, you know, what kind of mind leans towards that. Oh and my it was God. really interesting. What did she say? Just like the hyper-organizing and the, the, the mm. logical brain. Uh, and, yeah. And why that that's, does make sense. Lent towards it, yeah. yeah. Although I think for me it is more being around fusty old books. Yeah, the smell of old books. The too. smell of old books. Mm. That or, yeah, no, that was what came to mind. Brilliant. Love it. What about your dream role? I don't. Oh, no, I did have an answer to this one. I was like, what is it? What is it? I really, really, really want to play a villain. Okay. That's what I'm going to put out into okay. the universe. All right. But like a, like a fun villain. Not like a Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eileen. What's her name? Eileen Warnos. Who's that? Oh, you know, um, in the film Monster, Charlie's. Throwing... Oh, yes. No. Yeah, none of that. Not like proper. You want comedy. Like really fun. Comedy murder. Yeah. Cruella. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, what's your idea of perfect happiness? Time with my dog. What kind of dog? Um, little scruffy ball of fluff. Nice. Um, little rescue dog. Mm. Um, yeah, like she just to me feels like home when I'm with her. So I, I know relate. that's so cheesy. No, I relate. <laughs> I relate. My yeah. dog got Anywhere. in bed with me this morning oh. and I was just like, you're the cutest thing yeah. in the world. I mean, yeah. I'm just soppy. I just think anywhere she is, I feel at home. Mm. So, yeah. Do you travel with her? No. No, it's hard. Britain Very to, hard. Yeah, and vice versa. Actually, the hard part is going from the US to the UK because yeah. they have such strict rules. Yeah, it's tricky. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, who would play you in the biopic of your life? I was going to say Phoebe. But then I was like... I think that's pretty good. Sarah Paulson. Oh, yes. That is good. She's genius. Yeah. Love. Remember when she played She played Siamese Twins? No. Yeah. In um, American Horror Story. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And she had an that. earpiece while she played one head and then the other head. And, oh, and, my I mean, God. Yeah. <laughs> she's so cool. I think she's... Yeah. 
amazing, amazing actor. So last one, and because I know you, you're a singer, this is oh. a good one for you. What's your go-to karaoke song? Yeah, but I'm very embarrassed about singing outside of performance. <laughs> okay. Phoebe is obsessed with karaoke. Really? And that's the only reason I have an answer to this question, because I, I abhor karaoke. <laughs> I find it so embarrassing. It I'll do it for her. How so, often does this happen? It hasn't happened f- for ages. She did buy me a karaoke mic. I was going to say, is this an at-home karaoke party or is this a you go to a no. place? I mean, for our Fleabag rap party, it was karaoke. Oh and my she, God. She's this is a, a big deal. She's a big fan. So what what do I sing? The thing is, do you know what I find is with karaoke songs is they are too high. They're always... At, I don't know if they are the actual key of the song, but they're always in a key that I cannot sing. I totally relate. Or that's to that. not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I'm going to start really low, so it's okay. But then it then just gets to too low, and it's get... like, no, I'm not Tony Braxton. I can't. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Unbreak my heart. Oh, that is a good one. That's an absolute banger. Do you have to jump octaves in the middle of oh, it yeah. to make it work? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that or a Disney song, probably. Which one? I feel like you had one in mind just now. I mean, I used to sing Colours of the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to like that one, but that's that's a hard sing. That's a hard yeah, sing. you're not um, making your life easy. Take Me to Church, oh, I yes. sang with Phoebe at the Fleabag Rap Party. There you go, there's a little... And how did that go? Um, oh, that was that was fun, and I I'm pretty sure we've done an Aladdin duet before. Oh my god! Um, to be a fly on the wall for that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. It's not my go-to entertainment. Still, that was worth hearing. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. We're at the end of the 20 questions and you've been a real trooper. Thank you so much for making it through. My pleasure. Lovely to be here. Thanks for listening to 20 Questions on Deadline. For more episodes, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.